Magneto Funky, number 163. It's Friday, June 12th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Time is definitely not flying. Time is heavy, and everybody sees how much heavy lifting is required. Meanwhile, I'm just fiddling with bike gear and making my own baby steps. Uh, Anyway, since this is June, I'm going with the small diversion uh, featuring mostly new indie surf tunes for the crowds spreading COVID-19 on crowded beaches and pools. Okay, that was Invasive Species, The First Wave, a 2018 number by Hastings 3000, a one-man garage psych surf rock and roller 
formed out of the frozen tundra known as Minneapolis. Nice. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly, yeah right, international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Uh, still going with the DIY bike gear first. I picked up a couple steel rods. I got a quarter inch for the handlebar sling front support rack and a 3 16th inch rod for version 2.0 of the rear rack trailer hitch. Now my small vise and a pair of vise grips were used to bend them into rough shape. Yeah, that rear piece especially, it ain't pretty, but the trunk bag and the panniers on the rear rack will cover all of that. And it's a much better fit than that big clunky ass corner brace. Uh, four small hose clamps have it locked down tight. Anyway, last Thursday, I took the bike and cargo trailer out for a shakedown ride. Again, just putting a light, like 10-pound load in it as I went as far as the small park where the Golden Gate Park wiggle starts going up. Then I turned around and rode back up Market Street all the way up to New Montgomery, uh, over to Howard, and back down to the Valencia Bottoms of South of Market. I did get a few thumbs up and smiles on Market Street. At least uh, one or two ahas. And a few bikers I noticed did take their time passing me because they were checking out the hitch. Now, all of my showing off aside, the longer, more leisurely ride also let me practice avoiding potholes and streetcar ruts with the extra wheels. Uh, meanwhile, the front rack was finished and wrapped in electrical tape. Uh, to tie it down, I used a small Velcro strap, like a voile strap, where it wraps over the handlebar extension bracket. Now, that leaves the flying ends in the back and underneath free and somewhat shielding the brake and shifter cables. Uh, the handlebar sling rests against the rack, not on it, so it doesn't strain it. Now, I'd like to test ride the full setup, the handlebar sling, the panniers, and the trailer. I mean, I'd like to take it to the park and back, except I still haven't procured my tarps yet. Yeah, shopping at the local Lowe's online is no better than trying to go there in person. So I'm trying to uh, find these things at stores that are way out of town, well, at least you can reach them by BART, where they're on sale, and hopefully I can get to the store before they run out. I already tried buying it online to do the pickup, but you know, if you order it for pickup and you don't get out there the very next damn day, they cancel your freaking order. Anyway, there are still like one or two stores, I mean way out, like 30, 40 miles away, if I can get to the store on time, I'll try it again over the weekend. 
And no, I'm still bypassing Home Depot and Walmart. Uh, also, meanwhile, considering a sculpture workspace that's easy to set up and take down, what I'm liking right now is a portable patio half umbrella that's standing on a ground tarp and just cover it with a bug net to catch like flying stone chips if I'm carving. A six by six foot area should be enough for me to move around. And for a portable work table, I've seen other artists have setups like a heavy duty speaker stand with a 100 pound max load topped with a one to one and a half foot square board with a pipe floor flange mounted underneath. Now the cargo trailer may by now theoretically pass that 100 pound load limit I want to put in it with the studio, the power plant, batteries, and all the other odds and ends I haven't thought of yet. But, you know, I'll deal with that when I get to it. Okay, in a bit, some actual lab work. Alright, back to the stage. Continuing the surf rock with Robin the Grave, a reggae surf rock piece by Rack. R.A.C., a band out of Phoenix, Arizona, creating nostalgic sounds of a punk rock adolescence mixed with desert delusion and an appetite for a good time. Next up is Into Place, an indie psychedelic surf dream pop number by Ova. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. There's an umlaut over the U. Uh, anyway, they're from Boston. And this is from their 2015 EP, Light Years. It's a nice piece. And we wrap up with New Orleans rock surf garage band, The Bills, pulling influences from delinquent films, true crime, and chaotic living. Uh, their music ranges from sneaky instrumentals to high-octane surf to lyric-driven, gritty pop gems. The song is Checks in the Mail. Uh, the title cut from their January 2018 album. Oh, and check out their Facebook page for info on live streaming shows.
in your pack of dirty fucking berry in with the old cream. And now I say, hold up, empty your pockets, they dug them up from the grave. The cronies and the suit shot top a bottle rocket without a soul in the flame. They never wanna wonder why they make integrity cry. So don't shop them up, martyrs be
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, the past two weeks, feeling like two months, and the continuing hard slog of this year with too much shit to slog through. So I'm just going to pick a couple of turds to kick over. Instead of concentrating on who Joe Biden will pick as VP in August, we really need a not-so-short list of corporate Dems, GOP moles, and saboteurs I don't want anywhere near Biden's cabinet. Like Rahm Emanuel, anybody from Chicago named Daley, Amy Klobuchar, Tim Geithner, Tom Perez, Arnie Duncan, Lawrence Summers, Henry Paulson, Ben Bernanke, Jamie Dimon, hell, anybody I missed from Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, shit, anybody from Wall Street that couldn't pass a short arm inspection by Elizabeth Warren. And considering the lasting damage President Shithole is committing right now, including the strategic Klan rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa, trampling on the grave of the Black Wall Street, let alone his anticipated shit show between losing the election and Biden's inauguration, I hope a group of shadow House and Senate Dems are studying the ways different GOP state senators and representatives have stripped power from newly elected Dem governors, like Wisconsin, for example. Oh, and about police reform? Many ideas are flying, and yeah, I have a few. Train police cadets for two years instead of for less than six months. Yeah, a minimum associate's degree with refreshers every four to five years. Every police cadet gets a psych profile, background check, and a bad conduct rap sheet accessible from a national database the future law enforcement officers can access but not alter. Yeah, and that goes for the union hedge too. Every currently serving law enforcement officer needs to get psych profiled, background checked, and tested for steroids. Stop training police with methods repeatedly condemned by the UN, like the Israeli Defense Force aim for the reporter's eyes tactic. And police unions, aka bad apple protection societies, that, you know, in a weird way, kind of emulates the Knights Templar, you know, they should be abolished and replaced with community police co-ops. How would that work? Hell if I know. But let's start the conversation and require police officers to live in the communities they protect. Oh no, I won't feel safe. What? You mean like a black or a Muslim looking officer who would have to live in your sundown town? Okay, then just flip it. Recruit from within the cities to be officers. Well, hell, a lot of them are just gangbangers. Yeah, and a lot of current cops are just good old boys protecting the home front, ain't they? You know, this is to end the Fort Apache military approach that's being learned and practiced in Iraq and Afghanistan and shift to the Sheriff Andy Taylor approach. And you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, one last thing. Funny thing, that Trump banning Huawei phones as Chinese spy tech you know, maybe it's because somebody figured out 
the Mate 20 models are dual frequency GNSS. That makes it harder for phone jammers and stingrays to block real-time video uploading. Also the Xiaomi Mi 8 and the Mi 9. And as far as upcoming events, well, George Floyd has been laid to rest, but Breonna Taylor's killer cops have yet to be arrested. Or have they even been placed on desk duty? Meaning the rebellion isn't about to lose steam. Not while police everywhere keep demonstrating the reason for the protesting. And the summer is just jumping off. Well, anyway, for the duration, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, an art opening, etc., send me an email and I may add it to the Twitter feed if possible. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Transfer complete. Okay, in-grid practice. Now, before I dive into the lab work, if this is your first time here, uh, a recap of just what energy independence for the 99% means. I built a 12-volt battery-operated self-charging phantom solar power plant that splits the positive and runs two different loads. One, a power loop using a 2-amp boost buck converter or imitation 20 watt solar panel to a 10 amp solar charge controller and two an open circuit output to an 8 amp boost buck converter imitation 100 watt solar panel through a 12 volt outlet to a cracker box 150 watt power inverter the system runs a laptop maximum 90 watts while one battery charges the other a switch flips the batteries between run and charging states the switching system was patented over a hundred years ago by Carlos F. Benitez, a civil engineer in Guadalajara, Mexico. I modified his final patented design concept using 21st century conventionally available parts. This prototype emergency power backup system is designed for people in SROs who will never afford a Tesla Powerwall or can't set up their own fully-fledged solar wind system. Now currently I'm fixing up a plastic Tupperware type container to be a mobile control box. I'm just past cutting holes in the thing for the switches and power meters and once I solder all the wiring connections I can install the working 100 watt parts. But before that I did one last check of the output components for my updated 200 to 300 watt device using a 1200 watt booster and a 300 watt buck converter designed to get voltage from one and current from the other. Now a short stroll through the weeds of power supply circuits showed that this is old school topology and the idea of voltage without current and current with a little voltage made sense 
when using the waterfall electricity analogy. The height of the waterfall counts as voltage. The flow of water is current. Voltage without current means a bone dry waterfall that still has height still has voltage. While water on a flat level won't flow at all, no matter how much water there is. In practical terms, the 1200 watt booster can be cranked up to say 20 volts output with current set to half an amp or even zero amps. The 300 watt buck converter can be set to 15 amps output but requires a minimum of 1.2 volts. That 20 volts at 15 amps should work fine and shouldn't strain the batteries but I gotta put it on the project board and test it out first. So while still working on the bike gear I'm looking online for my DC converters and with Hong Kong being curb stomped like so many anti-police violence demonstrators Taiwan right now is the only Chinese eBay I'm considering aside from uh, American suppliers even if it may be a little higher I mean both of these things are roughly about 20 bucks each but I'm not about to pay 30 bucks for either one of them okay for this week's one more tune we close out with Pacific City some new instrumental sonic surf rock from outer space by King Ghidorah whose terrestrial base is Satellite Ranch positioned outside of beautiful McMinnville, Oregon. Nice.
Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Show notes are on the pod pages. Uh, send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, subscribe, tell your friends. And here's an impossible dream I'd love to see. Oh, sometime between the 4th of July and Labor Day, as Orange Queenie, a.k.a. Bunker Biatch, waddles up to the Rose Garden podium for yet another execrable press briefing, the entire White House press corps gets up as he begins verbally stroking himself and walks out silently en masse as their Twitter feeds all blow up with statements that they care more about saving the country than their bloated salaries in order to be campaign props for the edification of a racist, knuckle-dragon, orange-tinted, chupacabra-fucking-Nazi con man whose 15 minutes of tin-pot tyranny are running out. Yeah, fat chance of that. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. Uh, the next episode is set for, uh, let's try Friday, June 26th, 2020. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness. <laughs> <laughs>